Be welcomed into a creative family. Want to get a way to be inspired and make art with other dope Black women artists in Ghana? You might want to join me at my next artist retreat in December. It's an all-inclusive retreat that has you covered on food, housing, and a private car in Ghana. We travel to Cape Coast for an overnight trip to visit the slave dungeons, go to different art workshops like a kente weaving workshop, and go to all the best art spots and meet the best artists in Ghana. You'll leave feeling like Ghana is your second home. Secure your spot for the December retreat. Limited space available. Go to www.kindredcreativesco.org. My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to host space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. I love talking to artists and just learning about their journey. So I'm honored to have you here and I want to get into it. So I always love to start with the the beginning of an artist's journey, right? So like how they started Mm -hmm. and what made them, what was like the trigger or the point in their life that really was like okay this is my passion this is what I love to do so I want to know from you what was your first memory of being an artist I think my first memory of being an artist has to go back to when I was super young like maybe like five six years old Mm -hmm. I think I was always like a very creative like child I always loved drawing so even when my mom bought me like dolls and stuff, I never really wanted to play with them. I would draw like my own characters just so that I can have that creative avenue. So I think, you know, my whole life I spent just like drawing and doodling and wherever I could find. So um, I think the moment where I decided like, you know what, I need to focus on this and like go back to that inner child in myself and like go back to that creative person I was was after like I finished with college and I was like you know I have more time now I don't have to focus on schoolwork Mm -hmm. and then also like it was a moment where I had left like my first job right out of college and I, I didn't like the job and I felt like you know let me do something creative to kind of sort of release that energy that I was feeling um so I kind of just started getting back into painting and drawing and then that was really the moment when I was like you know what maybe I should apply to something and I went ahead and applied to this like um, raw artist show that they were having in my city 
Um, and I was like, you know, let me just see how it goes. And then it ended up being where I sold like seven of my pieces that I had on display. And that's kind of when I was like, you know what, like maybe I should, you know, really try my hardest to learn yes. and, and get better at this craft and make something of it. And I think that was the moment where I was like, you know what, like I could actually make something out of my artwork. I can make money off of this. I can make a living off of this. I should pursue this because this is what I've always loved doing. And it's always been a part of me. So mm -hmm. I think that was the most, like, I think that was the moment where I realized, you know what, let me try and like venture into this and see where it goes and where it takes me because it's something that I've always been passionate about and that I kind of like stepped away from, but it always seemed to come back to me. In yeah, a way. that um, is amazing. So. I love that because you decided to just apply for this kind of just to see what would happen. And you ended up selling seven pieces like that's awesome yeah. and I feel like there's there's always signs in our life that like we're headed in the right direction or like we should be doing something and that feels like a big sign that like yes this is like like almost validation like what you're doing people want people love people are willing to buy and it it gave you the encouragement to move forward right so I yeah think, exactly yeah I think that's important to like think back to those moments and also like step back and think about like, am I on the right path? Is this what I'm really meant to do? I believe there's always signs. So mm -hmm. I love that story. And when you're thinking about like, actually starting to build a career right now, you have been doing this now for three, four years, right? Really focusing on it more yep. professionally. I would say about three years. Um, the time seems to be like flying by. I like, know. Three years. <laughs> <laughs> Especially... <laughs> With this pandemic, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like everything accelerated. Mm -hmm. It's like, even right now, like we're, we feel like I just started this year and it's already uh, June. It's, I know. Un like, it's unbelievable to me. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't even believe it. it's like halfway through the year. Exactly. Halfway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so the moment when you decided that, okay, this is what I wanted to do, you went all in. You decided to like, do this, really focus on this on a professional level. I know that you built a website and you really were starting to develop your style. So I want to mm -hmm. go back to that moment because I love your work, by the way. I was like Thank drawn you. to it on Instagram. I was like, I want to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> and Thank so, you so much. Yeah, no, of course. I, I would love to know more about your art. And I know you call yourself the Kauri artist. And there's like a mm -hmm. little backstory to that because we talked about it earlier, but I yeah. want to know more about it and how you were able to develop your style. Because, you know, the thing is, when we're starting as an artist, it's hard, right? You don't know if people will like your work. You don't know, you know, it's hard to put yourself out there. So, yeah, I would love to talk I more about that journey of like how you're able to move forward and start doing this more professionally. Yeah, definitely. I think in general, with anything you do, especially if it's something that's not conventional or what mm -hmm. people think is usually the practical or, you know, rational career choice or whatever it may be, it is always challenging in that sense. So for me, yeah. um, being that I was, you know, a Caribbean born like person. So I was born in Haiti. I came mm -hmm. here when I was super young, but like that culture has always stayed with me because like my parents, they spoke Creole with me in the house and we like, you know, cook, learn how to cook, clean, all that stuff. A very traditional family household. Mm -hmm. So um, when I was growing up, a lot of like my beliefs and what I was supposed to do with my life and like in terms of careers, 
Um, my parents kind of more so my mother, because we were a lot closer than my father. She really wanted me to go into the medical field because she knew that like, if I went there, you know, I would have a stable career and it would be always in demand, you know? Yeah. And like, I was always like really a good student and like, I knew I could really do it if I really wanted to do it. But at the same time, I knew that wasn't really what was meant for me to do in a sense. It's like, I always knew, but like, I was like, you know, Oh, I'll try and see how it goes. So yeah, um, I get that. Yeah. So it was just for me, I think I would say my art style or my artistic style came from my own journey of discovering myself and becoming who I am. Like right now, even though I feel like I'm constantly growing, mm-hmm. it's a lot to do with like me, like living in the space that I'm in, in terms of like, okay, I have this very traditional like background in terms of like the culture that I'm from. But at the same time, I've always been very into like Afrocentric things and like African culture also. And I'm someone who believes they're all connected because we're all from the motherland. So for me, it's like, I feel like as I'm a Haitian artist, but I also feel like I'm very Afrocentric in my style. So um, during the years when I was in college, I did take up some art courses because I had room in my schedule to do art classes. So I was learning like very basic and like standard, you know, skills and how to like mix colors and like what colors and use and t- like all that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. the basic stuff. I was learning that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't particularly like it because I felt like it was kind of cons- like constrictive, but mm-hmm. I like did enjoy the fact that I was learning things that I could later use at the time I didn't really realize it because it wasn't as like creative it was more practical like skills that we were learning because I only took a few courses but um I remember like during that time you know so many things was going on in society and me myself like I was going through like you know my natural hair journey I was learning more about like our history um, in college because in high school you didn't really learn much about like black history you kind of like learned about only slavery and then then that was just it you know but in college I was learning about you know all the you know all these things that were happening like Henrietta Lacks like Mm -hmm. how women were you know part of black women especially were part of like all these medications that we currently have was due to Henrietta Lacks which was a black woman who they changed her name you know and Mm -hmm. then like um the Congolese genocide I never even heard about that like it was just a bunch of information that was learning that I never knew so it was like when I was learning that stuff in school that's when I was like you know what like I need to go back to like myself and not like subscribe to these you know I guess your central values or yeah what's considered beautiful attractive or whatever it may be so like um I was perming my hair since I was five not me personally but my mom was doing it because like that was supposed to be the more professional manageable type of Mm -hmm. hairstyle that was accepted so like you know I decided like I ended up like shaving my head and like growing out my natural hair yeah I had like at one point like (laughs) I was always at like my mom was always like yo I don't know what's going on with her because like (laughs) I was doing all types of stuff with my hair. I had like blue hair, I had purple hair, I had gray mm-hmm. hair. Like it was always something quirky, crazy type of thing. So she wasn't really like surprised when I did it, but she was just like, she's always up to something because she's yeah. an artist or whatever. Right. That's so your creative was, side. Yeah. So it was always something like, because when I came home, she was shocked. She was like, what did you do to your hair? You know, you have your graduation <laughs> coming up. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I didn't want to, you know, do that. I wanted to do something different. And she's like, okay. I was like, you know, it's going to look good. It's going to look good. Don't worry. Right. I'm so sure I you think, rocked it. <laughs> yeah. So all that stuff, I think, led me to my Afrocentric style. Because after I finished school, 
I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus on one thing. Cause when I did that show where I sold all those pieces, it was like a little bit of everything. Cause in, in school mm-hmm. I was learning how to draw with like charcoal. I was learning figure drawings. I was learning pen, pen and right. ink. I was learning all these different styles, like watercolor, all this stuff. So I was just like, okay, I like all this stuff, but I need to focus on one thing and just perfect it. So then when people see my mm-hmm. work, they can identify yes. it. So that was like where I was like, okay, I need to focus on this thing and try to figure out how to learn to be really good at doing this specific thing. So um, that's when I started, you know, looking at videos on YouTube to try to learn like, you know, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that if I want to accomplish this sort of skin tone? But then I also started to think back on like makeup. I told you this um, when we talked previously about how like makeup also helped me figure Mm -hmm. out how to paint faces because that was another challenge of mine when I was saying like I was going through that self journey I was noticing more and more how like you know companies were creating foundations or makeup for women that were darker like me per se or yeah. I'm not even that dark in my own opinion there's women with even more richer skin tone than me mm-hmm. so I can only imagine if I'm having a hard time how it is for them so like mm-hmm. um I decided that, you know, if I'm going to create artwork, I'm going to create artwork that, you know, embodies like the beauty of the black culture, the black community, whether it's our hairstyles, our fashion sense, the the way we, you know, just the way our essence, that's what was really important to me because I've always been into that sort of stuff. So that's kind of where it all started. And then other influences such as like, you know, with the Coachella, like the Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter, the natural hair movement, I think Get Out, um, uh, Black Panther, all that stuff came around like 2018, around the, that, year, that year itself had so many things going on. That's what pushed me to be like, okay, let me just do this. And like one of the earliest paintings I did paint was a painting of Nakia, which is Lupita Nyong'o yes. um, from the Black Panther. And she had this, this armor suit that she was wearing that had like a sash with Kari shells in it. And I like wanted to recreate it so much because I love the one. I love the suit and I love the scene when they're all on the rocks and they look so strong and united. And I never mm-hmm. really seen an image. I never really saw images of black people where it showed like I love the, that movie. Exactly. I watched that movie three times. Oh, my God. Like, I, I, I least. <laughs> in theaters, too. I went and paid my money to watch it. I watched it. <laughs> I went to Atlanta. I watched it in Atlanta. I watched it Worth in Boston it. two times. Yeah, so it's like that movie really spoke to me because I was like, wow, like it made me feel good, like about like, yeah. you know, myself and just like seeing our people in that way. And it's like we're so used to seeing negative, you know, representations of, mm-hmm. of ourselves and we need something to counterbalance that. So for my artwork, I really wanted to showcase that. And um, I did tell you, like previously when I was in high school and I was drawing in the classes I was taking, I was doing more like political type of artwork where it was like, more or less sadder topics where it was focused on like, let's say like malnutrition and poverty and conformity, that sort of yeah. stuff, like heavy, heavy topics. And it, mm-hmm. it you know, it could be draining sometimes because it's not like you definitely you always want to paint that. So for me, when I decided to paint like mostly, I was like, you know, I'm going to focus on portraits and those portraits are going to, you know, represent and exemplify like black beauty and like the culture itself and, you know, capture that. I was like, you know, it's not simply the fact that I'm just painting that, but I'm trying to counterbalance like all mm. the negative stuff that we constantly are getting bombarded with. Yes. Like we need those images. So then when other generations of, 
people like us or kids or anyone who whoever it may be like they see themselves in that work i agree and that's what's really important yes thank you for sharing all of that because it's so i just realized listening to you that at the time that you were really having this journey of self accept self acceptance and loving who you are loving your skin loving the beauty of being a black woman you are also going along this journey of developing your art practice or your Mm -hmm. style as an artist and the way that they came together to really symbolize you want to show the diversity and beauty of black people through your paintings I think that's really beautiful and how aligned it is it it really makes sense to just hear your journey and even talking about how you use use cowrie shells in your paintings now and how much you know you told me the backstory of like your teacher talking about that and all of that and how now that's your signature style it's just so interesting to me how interconnected your personal journey is to your art does that make sense yeah definitely I think especially with the Kari shells it's like I was Mm -hmm. using them I was telling you years before I even like I had stopped took a break with doing my art when I was in college and I was Mm -hmm. wearing the shells in my hair and I would go to class with like you know with the shells and that it would be like making noise when I walked because I had so many in my hair and my professor had pulled me aside I was taking a black studies class and I love the professor because there wasn't that many Black Studies class, of course. I was surprised. And you couldn't mm-hmm. major in it either. So any class I could find that related to it, I tried to take it with that professor. And one time I came to class and I had the shells in my hair. And he pulled me aside and he was like, oh, do you know what those shells like, mean or the history of them? And I was like, oh, no, I just like them. And I never knew why like I gravitated towards them so much. And he was telling mm-hmm. me like the history and how they were used as a currency in Africa and like and how they have this long history. And then later on, fast forward to now, um, I had this realization that early there this year, back in January, that's kind of when it all clicked in my head. And it's just so funny because like, it's like it was always there, but I just never realized it at the time. Like I knew mm-hmm. like I liked using them, but it's never like I never connected it until um, earlier this year when I was getting like a lot of people requesting um, me to re- remake certain pieces. And I remember one of the pieces was, the shell work I did on a, a painting that I painted back in like 2018 and this woman wanted me to recreate it and I was like oh my gosh that's like one of like my original pieces and then I had some other works that they all included shells like the works that I had sold over the years the first ones that went were those ones with the shell work so then I was like oh wow. my gosh I didn't even realize like how much that was like something that I was repeating over in my art yes. and that I love so much I like I just love so much and I took so much time to like put like some of the headpieces like when I um, would create it, I would make the portraits like the hair, the afro would be made entirely of the shells mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, or I'll beautiful. find a way to I'll make like a neck piece out of the shells or whatever I could think of. I would just try to include them in a way because I wanted to connect it to my artwork. Because later on, when I was researching about them, I learned that you know the shell itself. It looks like on one side it looks like the woman's uterus, and on the other side it looks like the belly like a pregnant woman's belly. And mm-hmm. then when I was researching it, it was telling me how like, you know, women in Africa, they would wear them to protect their unborn child or so they can have that luck with them when they are, you know, in labor. And then yes. how it would, it would be used in rituals and African like, you know, traditions and stuff and how they are also like found in the ocean and like 
they're like the protector of like, um, what is it, the sea? And I'm also an Aquarius. So then all these little things yeah. <laughs> were going in my head. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I usually, most of my paintings are women painting, like paintings of women, because that's like my favorite subject to paint. And then, of course, the shells are connected to femininity and like divine feminism, all this stuff. So then, when I tell you my mind was like going crazy when I finally realized that. And I was like, how could this have been in my face all this time? And I did not see it, you know? I know. So, I don't know. So then I was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to just go with it. Because I feel like, I was like, you know, why is it that like, I'm I'm producing this work and I'm just kind of like, I'm like, oh, I see similarities. But at the same time, I kind of like didn't. At the, and then when I finally put it in my head, I'm like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I need to like, just brand myself as that and put that in my, you know, bio, because this is my thing. This is what I love. And people, when they see it, they're going to know it's my artwork that has that kind of intricate shell work. So that's totally. kind of how I decided to just put in my like <laughs> bio. So then I'm like, okay, they yes, see put your stamp on and, it. <laughs> yep. So eventually people are going to catch on. And that was that. So. <laughs> yes, I think that's so smart. And really like what you said was it's really good for like an upcoming artist to, to listen to you say that because people always ask like, how do I develop my signature style? How do I develop my styles and artists? And I think what you just said about like, well, what do you really enjoy doing? Like what makes you happy when you do it? And then also like, what do people always ask you to do? Like, that's usually a Mm -hmm. sign. Like if people like, yo, this is dope. Keep doing this. I really love this. If people keep asking for commissions for a certain thing, that's Mm -hmm. usually a good sign. And then also to like be consistent and like develop like a signature for yourself is really just a way to set yourself apart because there's so many artists out there who do amazing work and you want to stand out you know you want to build a community and so I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to have your own signature style and that can evolve I'm not saying it has to stay like I I personally love what you do I hope you always use cowrie shells but if it evolves I think that's totally fine I think there's like (laughs) moments in time for artists where they have signatures and they could shift or it could stay the same but still people can kind of see like your your brush strokes or how you do certain things or how you mix colors people can always kind of see it Right. And that's a good thing. That's what makes you build an audience and, you know, sell your work out and people will like, you'll, you'll create a following. So thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that's really important for an artist to hear if like, they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, how do I make my own style? It really comes from you. Like do what you love mm-hmm. to do, do what you're called to do. And then like, if other people are really into it as well, like that's, that's the, the sweet spot. Yes, definitely. I completely agree. And I think even with the shells, I could see the progression I've made with them over time, even though it's like mm-hmm. I included them in my earlier pieces. Now I'm thinking of newer and more creative ways to implement them. So like even with one of the most recent pieces I did, I did a painting of Lauren Hill and I figured out a way to have it so that the shells actually swing off the canvas. Yes, I so saw then, that. That's, that's one of my um, favorite pieces, by thank the you. way. I love yeah, so I'm just Hill. like I have to I have to take more photos of it because I didn't get really like pictures I really like because you can't really see like the actual piece and like good lighting but like mm-hmm. um before you know it started off with just simply like just implementing them in like one little chain like putting them on the canvas but now like 
years later, I'm thinking of other ways to implement them. And even with like, I did the painting of um, Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like, you know, like it came to me immediately because I was looking at the photo and I liked the photo. I was like, oh, you know what? The collar on this, his jacket that he's wearing, it's like a fur and it kind of has like that beigey color. And I immediately thought like, I'm going to use that section to put Kari shells to kind of make it my own. Because yes. even when... um um when he had passed I didn't want to create a piece because one like I was just like I'm the type of person I kind of have to do things on my own time and I Mm -hmm. think that's a lot of a lot of times when we're on social media or we are seeing other artists you're just like oh my gosh am I not doing something right am I supposed to be doing this but I think I'm happy that I waited the time that I waited to do it because I feel like if I had did it when he initially passed I wouldn't have came up with the idea to use the shells that I did now Mm, you know what I mean yeah so it's like Cause I didn't come to that realization that like, this is kind of like how I'm going to like solidify my style in a sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I think because I, I came to that realization earlier this year, I was able to create an even better piece that a better tribute to him because I like refined that style in a sense. Cause I think when I first started out, like you were saying that your style can develop over time and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I thought I was just going to do like, okay, I'm going to do portraits. I'm going to put like, resin and like I'll use glitters and stuff like that and that's gonna kind of be my signature that's what I initially thought it was going to be and even still now I still use glitter I still use resin but I use all types of stuff like I'll put buttons I'll use shells I'll use glass or like whatever it is Mm -hmm. I'll use all that stuff but it doesn't take away from the fact that I always go back to that one thing which is those shells because I really do enjoy including them in my art and I feel like it's unique to me so then I think it's important that artists know like just because you do develop that style it doesn't mean you can't do other things in between or try other things while yes in that journey because then you you will like constantly have newer ideas and better ideas so you don't feel like you're confined at the same time that's a really good point yeah that's a really good point so to think about I have a question that's kind of unrelated but similar to what we've been talking Mm -hmm. about about what drives you, what keeps you going. So I know that as an artist, sometimes it's hard to like continually come up with ideas or maybe even like be consistent with like putting your work out there. What keeps you going? What drives you? I think for me, what I would say drives me the most is just, I think I'm a very observant person in general, um, especially with the major, I decided to major in sociology. So I always like just seeing how like society works and functions and all the stuff. So for me, I constantly look at like the black community itself as mm-hmm. like a motivation. And I always want better for our people in general. And I think a lot of it starts from self-confidence and self-esteem and just believing them in themselves and yeah. accepting who they are and believing their power. And that, you know, just with the society we live in, I feel like a lot of times like, we're told we know you can't do this you can't be that like you're not good enough to be this or like Mm -hmm. you know there's enough challenges and enough restrictions and stuff especially with like systematic racism and all this other stuff right and it's a constant reminder that we're different from everybody like everyday life you see it all the time so I think that constantly motivates me to go against that and do the opposite which is Mm. I'm going to produce this work I like painting people who look like me and I'm going to continue to do that because we need that. And whether or not people want to see it or they don't like it, or they think that it's too much, it's just going to have to be there because it needs to be there. <laughs> so yes, I absolutely. Think, like, keep doing so, it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I just, I find like 
motivation and inspiration from like just everyday life, just seeing other people who look like me and seeing their challenges and just knowing that, okay, like I can create this piece of artwork and then someone could see it. And then that could make them feel like, wow, like this, sometimes I've done artwork. I didn't even use a reference and someone sees it and it looks like someone they know. Oh, wow. And it's like, yeah, so bizarre. It's like the strangest thing when they see themselves, they literally see themselves in the yeah. painting or when the painting actually looks like the person the person who purchased it I've had people purchase paintings and they have like resemblance to the, the subject so it's almost like it, it feels like almost you've met the person in a past life in mm-hmm. a weird way <laughs> mm-hmm. so for me it's like you never know like I've even painted I painted something years ago back in 2013 like just a freestyle like colorful like like painting and then this woman, she was trying to track me down for like four or five years to buy the painting. And oh, then she what? bought the painting. Yeah. And then she later bought another painting from me. And it was just so funny because the first painting I painted was when I wasn't even really trying to figure out my art stuff. It was like way mm-hmm. before. It was like right after I left high school. I was just, you know, messing yeah, the beginning stages. Yeah. And she was like she loved the painting because it literally looked exactly like her and it was just so bizarre and I never met her before and it was just so Mm. weird because I literally just painted it out of my head so um I just think it's in general like it's good to find inspiration with what you're surrounded by because that's always going to influence you as a person because you're constantly growing so whatever you're going through the current like period that you're in it's going to give you inspiration without you even realizing it because yeah. sometimes it's like you're you might have not even it might be the most insignificant thing and then later will come forward in your head without even oh my thinking gosh. about it you that know? happens all the time to me yeah <laughs> it's so true but I think you're right like it's super important for us as black artists to tell our stories and put our work out there because we don't get enough representation it's shifting mm-hmm. there's more Black artists becoming mainstream and, you know, selling mm-hmm. out and all of that. But it, we're still the minority. And I think it's important to represent where we are, who we come from, and our beauty through our mm-hmm. art and our story and our history. So I love that like, your work is symbolic, not only through the material that you use, but through your own representation of who you are as a Haitian woman and your experiences. So that's mm-hmm. so dope. Keep doing what Thank you're doing. You. <laughs> okay. I could talk to you forever, but I don't want to take all your time. I do have yeah. one question. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I know. I have one question that I love to ask all my guests because I think it's just, it's good to kind of give advice to people and like hear their side of things. So I'm curious to know, what's your best advice for an artist who's like coming up, trying to figure it out, um, wanting to establish the practice for themselves? What would you say is your best advice? Okay. So I think my best advice would be to just focus on yourself. I think a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this myself, is that you'll compare yourself to other artists and try to, I guess, like make your style similar to theirs. Or if you try to get to where they are when you just started out in a sense if Mm -hmm. that makes sense so um it's challenging because it's like you're starting out you're trying to figure out you know what do people like or what people will people buy or will they like my art and it's like 
it's it's like this weird place to be because you're trying to figure out okay if i have my style and i like it will people buy it but mm-hmm. the thing is that people will buy it it's just you have to find the right people to buy it the people yes. have to find you so it's better for you to just go with what you like and just keep working on that particular thing and then it'll get better over time and there's no no, there's nothing wrong with being inspired by other artists but it's also ha- you always have to like create that lane for yourself where you are okay with you know trying other things messing up redoing it and figuring it out along the way and then before you know it you'll develop a style or like something that you like and then you'll work on that and you'll be okay with you know perfecting that and then other people will start to recognize that and then they'll want to buy your art they'll want to know about your style and want to see if they can you know have that artwork in their home so I think my biggest advice would be that just focus on just figuring out what you you like and whether or not it works out you could always change it and try something else and then you might go back Mm -hmm. to that other thing but just do it and like what you're doing because if you don't like it you're not going to be able to continually like continuously produce the art you're not going to be consistent with it if you don't like what you're painting or the style you're working on and I think people will be able to see that because then if you're not passionate or you don't like what you're painting you're not going to put the effort you're not going to make sure that the work is the best version of yourself and your you know art ability you're just going to kind of throw something together and that's never good so I think it's essential for you to actually enjoy what you're doing in order to actually do the artwork and produce it I and completely then other people agree. come yeah I completely yeah. agree I think that's it's important to love what you do and and don't force yourself to do something that you don't want to do and I know that's hard to say when everyone has bills and responsibilities mm-hmm. I always say that when you start from a place of passion and like purpose and like what you really love to do everything else will follow the money, the community, whatever else you need, you know, freedom, it will all come through that thing that you love, because that's what you're meant to do. And it's your calling. So Mm -hmm. great advice. Thank you for sharing that. I want to give you an opportunity to just share out anything you're working on ways for people to follow you to connect with you. How can people get in contact with you, Yuvaline? Um, so I am on Instagram. Um, my name on Instagram is Yuvelines Creations, and that's my first name. Um, it is a long name. I don't know if you guys need to spell it out, but it's just Yuvelines Creations. Yes, on Instagram. I will have it in the show links as well. For you. Perfect. Um, and then my website is also Yuvelinescreations.com. And if people need to reach me like via email, you can email me at juveline at gmail. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but um, Instagram is the best way to find me. And my Facebook is also Euphoria's Creations. Um, and then right now, um, I'm kind of working on a little bit of everything. <laughs> so I do have a, cu- a custom piece I'm working for, a returning um, supporter of mine. Um, and it's such a dope idea. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, I've been kind of like figuring out how I'm going to create it. And she wanted me to do it specifically because she knew like I could bring her idea to life. So it's oh, going nice. to be a lot of mixed media. So um, she's releasing a book and she wants this painting just so she could have it in her home because it's inspired from her story in her book. So um, it's about like, yeah, like it's about like this angel that she wants. She wants me to paint a black angel. So I'm really excited about it Mm -hmm. because, you know, you don't see those all the time. And I'm really trying to go all out on it and like bedazzle it up. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm working on another smaller project. Um, it's like a custom piece for another client. So 
um, small stuff. Um, exciting. But that other thing, it's exciting because it's a lot of sentimental work that I've been working on. So I'm happy about that. Like I did um, a proposal sign, which is kind of different for me. And then I did like a painting on a jumpsuit, which was also very dear mm. to like my culture. Because mm-hmm. in Haiti, we wear um, this costume. It's called a cabela. It's a traditional dress. But my friend, she like okay. remixed it and made it into a jumpsuit. And she wanted me to paint um, a Haitian painting on it. So I kind of did that. Ooh, that was a little bit different. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> so it was different for me because I never really painted on fabric. But she wanted me mm-hmm. to, you know, do it for her. So it was really cool to do. And then the other piece I'm working on is for, I'm painting like um, a baby for someone for a gift. So that's mm-hmm. another sentimental thing. So it's a lot of like yes. pieces that are close to people's hearts. So I I've been taking it. my time to like make sure like I capture their vision and really give them what they want in those pieces. So that's kind of what, what I'm working on right now. So yes. I'm excited about it. So, oh yeah, my like- gosh, I'm so excited <laughs> for you. All of that sounds Thank amazing. You. Y'all need to connect with Yuvaline. She's amazing and she's taking commission. So get on that. <laughs> Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, check out her website. I will have all the links so y'all can check it out and you'll see her work. It's really incredible. I, I think it's beautiful. I need to buy something ASAP and hang it on my wall so that <laughs> I can just have that beauty all around me. So, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I really love talking to you. Let's stay connected and tell me what's going Definitely. on. Yes. Yeah, the time flew. (laughs) I know, I know. It always does. It flies when you're having fun. Oh, definitely. Well, thank you. I'll talk to you later. Yes, talk to you soon. And thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. Okay, bye. All right. Bye. See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.